Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The hallway is teeming with pizza eaters as 100.7 Star has their best pizza contest. Doran Dickerson is a judge. I was not asked. Not a big enough name. Well, they know that you're dieting. That's right. That's right. I have my celery. I'll eat my celery while you taste your pizza. You got your first slice this over the there. first slice. How do you think I should approach this? What should I do? Should I just take the, just the tip? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> One bite, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> I think what you need to do. I can't eat too much. I mean, I have to, I have to go through 100, right. 100 bites. You got to you gotta pace yourself. I think the, I think the tack to your dorm. If you don't mind me opining. Yes, I, I need it because, you know, you're the professional eater. Golden Corrali. Yeah. I think you take a a big bite. No. No, you have to because you got to get the topping. You got Your first bite needs to be of the pizza proper where you get some topping in there. And then you got to take a bite of the crust too. You can't evaluate a pizza without getting a bite of the crust. Okay. Some pizzas are okay until the crust and the crust makes it. Okay. You agree with that tact? Yes. Would you like to go on in? Yes. That's a very saucy slice there, Doran Dickerson. I think I know where it's from, too, just by sight. No, you don't. I don't. What are you thinking? That's pretty good. Yeah? So you have to rate it from 0 to 100, and then there's a a column for notes as well. I feel like I know where that's from, too. Really? I feel like. Best guess? Nope. Okay. And he's going in for the crust. That's kind of a puny crust bite. I have to pace, pace yourself. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the Steelers staff changes were a subject on social media last night as they hired a couple of new dudes and might be retaining an old dude, Zach Azani, wide receivers coach. You look at his resume and he's absolutely qualified, right? He was the assistant head coach, wide receivers at Central Michigan with Antonio Brown Doran. Did you know that? I did. A principal recruiter, in fact, to get Antonio Brown to Central Michigan. Passing game coordinator and wide receivers at Florida in 2010. They were pretty good back then, Doran. Western Kentucky offensive coordinator. Wisconsin wide receivers. Tennessee recruiting coordinator wide receivers. Tennessee passing game coordinator wide receivers. Bears wide receivers. Broncos wide receivers. Jets wide receivers. Now to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's hard for me to be disappointed in them hiring a guy with those kinds of bona fides. But I found a way, and that way is he's not named Heinz Ward. Yeah. Because we talked about the merits of that yesterday. You need to command respect. Now, by all accounts, this is a hard-nosed, you better block, you better bust your butt every kind of every play kind of guy. So that fine, he checks all the boxes, except he's not Heinz Ward, who would immediately command the ultimate respect from two guys who need to get their heads out of their butts next year 
in George Pickens and Deontay Johnson? So there, there's many different type of position coaches that you want to look for. And, you know, one is the hard-nosed one that can go into a room and there's no nonsense. Ike Hilliard was a guy like that for me. Whenever I got moved to receiver when I was playing for Buffalo, he was with the Steelers for a while and then obviously parted ways. Yeah. But he was a former player. You know, he was hard-nosed. He was old school. And he wasn't more of the the – the technician of of receiving. That's not what he was there to coach. Then you have the receiver coaches that are the technicians, which I think uh, this guy is right here. I think he's a technician. He's going to get you in a place where you're running routes and they make sense. And then there's the school wide receiver coach. And this is what I also think that this guy is as well. He's a, te- he's a technician on one side, but at the same side, He's also going to teach the the reason why you're running certain plays and running certain routes. And I think that that is very important. If you aren't looking for the culture builder, the guy that's stern, you have to have somebody in there that is almost serviceable, you know, almost has of the services of an offensive coordinator. Can you break down the game plan? Can you break down a practice where I'm going to run this route concept if I'm George Pickens, but I know why I'm running it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be able to, do, for his years of being in the league, He's going to be able to put Arthur Smith's offense on the table and be like, this is why we are going to do this on third down. This is why we're going to do this on second down. This is why we're going to do this in the red zone. This is why we're going to do this while we're backed up. And this is why it's going to work. Well, guys talked about that. Offensive players for the Steelers talked about that this year when Canada left and with Faulkner and Sullivan, that they were explaining the why, and that mattered to them. It also makes the other guy not look so good if you're not explaining the why. That was a great breakdown from you. And what I think that they need is all of that. Yes. Because Deontay is an excellent, one of the best route runners in the entire NFL. What he needs sometime is a boot up his butt. Mm -hmm. Can this guy motivate him that way? George Pickens, I think, needs that a little bit. He also needs to become more of that tactician and learn how to run those routes. So can this guy get both? Can he do both? Can he treat each guy like an individual? Because I do think they both need one thing in, in common, but they both each need their individual things as well. And it's not just about those guys. But if Kenny Pickett's going to take his growth this year, in year three, before his fifth-year option needs to be decided, this is a massive year. Art Rooney the second said it. Mike Tomlin said it for Kenny Pickett. Massive year. And Kenny knows that. You need those guys to be the best possible versions of themselves. That's why this hire was so important. If he is everything that you say and you have heard that he is, a good hire. Bums me that it's not Hines, but you need a guy who can get the best out of them to get the best then out of Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you're you're gonna get the best. Out, I mean, and that's a day to day thing, and you're gonna have to understand. Here comes another slice. Of oh pizza. my god, we're Ooh. going we're going quick here. Oh, that, that looks pretty good. Cheese um, pizza. That first one was pepperoni. That one's cheese. That's cheese. Are you sure? It might be buffalo. Yeah, chicken. it looks like it's buffalo. It might be a little buffalo. This is chicken. buffalo chicken. Oh, I can't wait to bite that. Um, yeah, whatever you don't bite, I will. Okay. I think that Azani will bring that. And being coached so many different wide receivers, you have to be almost a a psychological uh, professor, almost like a uh, a shrink. Was Ike the best you had? Uh, receiver coach? Uh, well, who was your best position coach? Because you talk glowingly of Arthur Smith, too. Arthur Smith and Malarkey. And Smith was the assistant tight ends coach, yes, right? Yes, yes. But, but think about it. I, I, had a, I had two head coaches in my room. Like, you can't get any better than right. that. And and a lot of familiarity with those two, and especially Malarkey, you know, playing in Pittsburgh, coaching in Pittsburgh. So, and then Hunt was the head coach, and he was a former tight end. So, like, I, I had the whole gamut there. But the what he's going to bring to the table is experience. And, no, and you have to be, a, like, almost a psychological professor, a shrink at times where you have to, like you said, treat each guy individually. 
and understand the thought processes of a George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and a Calvin Austin and whoever else you're going to bring in, to be able to divvy that up is an, is an art itself. And with this guy having so much experience, I think that he'll be capable of getting the most out of those guys in their individual way, and then that will all go together to running the offense. And so the Steelers also hired a quarterback's coach, Tom Arth who we talked about yesterday because the report from Pelissero and others was he was being interviewed as the passing game coordinator. Well, Steelers haven't done that before. And just hearing Ray Fittipaldo talk yesterday with the PM team, they'll have guys do it. They just won't give them the title. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it yesterday with Munchak. He was really the run game coordinator, but it was he wasn't called that. He was the offensive line coach. Pat Meyer, from what I understand, it has kind of been the run game coordinator, even only only being the offensive line coach. I don't know what to say, really, about Tom Arth. What's interesting to me is a text that you and I got last night from somebody that is well within the know on this thing, who told us they want Mike Sullivan to come back, but Mike Sullivan is sort of mulling over whether or not to come back. It depends on what they're going to offer him in terms of what his responsibilities are going to be. Look, I think... He's a respected guy. He got interviewed for two offensive coordinator positions. He's been a coordinator in the league before. I think did a pretty good job after Canada left calling plays Mike Sullivan did. I'm happy he's not going to be the hands-on quarterback guy, though, because we haven't seen enough growth from Kenny. We just haven't. And Trubisky's regressed. Trubisky looks worse than he did in Chicago. So if they want him on the staff, I get it. I just want him with one layer removed from the quarterback, if that makes sense. Well, I, I think this is much less about him coaching quarterbacks and more about the transition. And what, Arthur Smith has been the offense coordinator for, what, a week, two weeks now, if that? And you just hired a receivers coach, and you just hired a quarterback coach. Bringing Sullivan back is more for them than Kenny Pickett. Bringing Sullivan back is like, all right, this is how George operates. This is how Deontay operates. This is how Kenny operates. If Mason comes back, this is how they do it. These are their skills. These are what they're good at. This is what they're bad at. And breaking that all down is very important for a new staff to understand just to mm. just because the guys aren't there. Like, like Kenny is not there. He's not there right now. He'll show up in April for, for OTAs and minicamp. Deontay, George, none of the guys are there. Pat, none of those guys are there. So the first time this new staff t- is going to be able to see these guys in live action on the field is going to be, what, a month and a half from now. Great call. So you're going to need some some inviting of how those guys do operate, and bringing Mike Sullivan back and having him around to have that transition I think would be important. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Sense. It makes a ton of sense to me. It's tough because now you've had your third pizza slice brought in, even though you haven't had a bite of your second pizza slice your second pizza slice, I'll give the play-by-play right now. It looks like buffalo chicken pizza. He's going right into the tip. Big bite there, Doran. Just the tip. Big tip bite. That, wow. Slaps. You need to get some of this. I'm going to get some of it. You need some of this one. I'm going to oh eat that. Oh, my goodness. Are we talking buffalo chicken? Yes. Okay. Oh, my Oh my goodness. Yeah, Golden Corrali will eat again oh. in, in moments here. Golden Corrali. Golden Corrali will eat again, and you've got now a bacon slice. So what did you give the first one? Doran Dickerson is evaluating the best pizza, uh, best pizzas in Pittsburgh. He's going to have 53 pizzas dropped off to him, slices of pizza, and he's got to evaluate blind taste test. I, I call it the colorblind blind taste test in Doran's case. He's going to be taking bites of pizza all morning long. So what was your first? What was your second? What was your third in terms of rating? So uh, it's out of 100, 1 to 100. Yeah. 
and you could I mean it's not like okay the second piece or the first piece is say it's 27 and I can't use 27 again like they each get individually ranked out of 100 yeah that piece that I just had right there the buff buffalo, chick I gave it 98 whoa that was a 98 wish I had you in Catholic grade school my man <laughs> 98 that is insane wow holy cow a great start so the other thing i would say about sullivan because this is great from you because you've been there and you've seen him work with all these position coaches you know about the transition that's a really good point i also i'll say if nothing else other than this the staff needs to be bigger a bigger staff is better the more coaches you have around it's not too many cooks look at alabama over the years that staff is ginormous, and they had the greatest college football head coach of all time, Nick Saban, because he understood how to delegate. If Mike Sullivan, who's had coordinator experience, who had coordinator experience with these guys, knows these guys intimately, is around but removed one step from quarterback, I guess I am fine with it because whether there's the passing game coordinator title on top of it or not, it's an extra set of eyes and an extra opinion, which I never think is a bad idea especially for the Steelers, who have historically not done that. So I'm encouraged by the overall numbers, if yes. that makes sense, Doran. Yes. The guys, you'll have to wait and see. It's really tough to evaluate the position coaches. Coming up next, the Super Bowl ticket prices are out of this world. We'll get into that. We'll get into some of the NFL awards. A lot of Super Bowl talk on the way as well. But right now, an Austin Beck told fan headline. Been a good stretch of play for Pitt basketball lately. Currently, the Panthers are tied for eighth in the ACC, six and six overall, on a three-game winning streak after beating NC State sixty-seven to sixty-four earlier this week. Panthers are back in action against Virginia on Tuesday. It's a tall task at hand. Virginia eighteen and five overall, nine and three in the ACC. That's second in the conference and have won seven games in a row. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis and Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. And now, here's Doran. Happy Valentine's Month from Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. Voted the number one jeweler in North Pittsburgh this Valentine's Day. Play Cupid with a stunning pair of half-carat round brilliant cut diamond stud earrings for only $3.99 or a forever gold rose for $99. It's a real rose preserved in 24-karat gold at Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. If you're looking to get engaged, Noah Gabriel will guarantee... She'll love her and ring her engagement ring with their exclusive perfect ring guarantee. Visit them in Wexford or Ross Park Mall or online, noahgabrielco.com. Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. You can text us 412-928-9370. The text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. These Super Bowl ticket prices are absurd. We'll get to that coming up in a moment, but you are judging pizza today. The best pizza in the Berg Contest, 52 slices of pizza. And you're going to have to take a bite out of every one. You did give me the buffalo chicken pizza to take a bite of. It was un, (laughs) to quote you, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unreal. You know you do that, right? All the time. All the time. Unbelievable. Yes. And I'm just going to eat your scraps all morning. Austin Bechtold's just going to eat your scraps all morning. That's right. We got a pretty cool job. Yeah, yeah it's pretty not bad. cool. It's not bad. Pretty cool because Oakmont Bakery <laughs> dropped off donuts. We got pizza and donuts all morning long. We get to talk about sports today, but uh, before the day before the Super Bowl. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, we, we it, it's pretty good. You know, some people do it, and pizza top talk right now is big because I think you need to have pizza at your Super Bowl party. Like that's maybe the staple. That in wings are yes. probably the staple of every real legit Super Bowl party and. 
different dips and such. We'll get into that later in the show. I've had people tell me that they don't consider like buffalo chicken pizza or like barbecue pizza real pizza. And what I would say is open up your mind. Yeah. Open up your mind. Like I'm not I'm not putting pineapple on my pizza though. No. I think that's repulsive. It's not for me. I've had pineapple chicken. <laughs> things of that nature. <laughs> like Hawaiian chicken, yeah. little pineapple yeah. on top. <laughs> What? What? What's funny about that? What does that? that have to do with pizza? Well, I'm saying that you can mix savory with the sweet pineapple. Guess, yeah, but you're talking about like the people saying that buffalo chicken pizza isn't real pizza. We we're talking about pizza. I'm saying I went pineapple on pizza. I don't yeah. think that's real pizza. Would you eat pineapple on other items that you would consider typically to be savory is the question. Probably not. Okay. So you're just out on pineapple apart from pineapple itself. Yes. I love a good pineapple. Yeah, me too. I love it. Good for you too. Mm-hmm. For I lo- would for never. A lot of reasons. I yeah, I've heard that. I have never bought a full pineapple. I always get the chunks. Cause my wife bought a pineapple once, and I tried to carve it up. Yeah, it's what a pain in the ass. It is. It is. I mean, you are. Your arms are sore when you're done with it. You go through a war opening up that pineapple. If dorm. I get if I get a, a a thing of pineapple chunks though, like I'm eating it in one sitting. Like I can't save it. I agree with that too. Like it's just it, it's addicting. Pineapple, my second favorite fruit. What's your first? Peach. 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 <laughs> Love peach. Peach yeah. flavored everything. <laughs> what else kind of fruits do you like? Do you want my top five? Yeah, I do. We need to do more of this yes. around here. Random top five list. I'll give it to you right now. Top five fruits. One. You should really go five to one, but I've already given away. One, peach. Writing it down. Two, pineapple. Three, the cousin of the peach, the nectarine. Four, plum. Ah, dude, that was coming. Love a juicy plum. I was going to say kiwi. Number five, kiwi. (laughs) Actually, strawberry, but those two. Strawberry and kiwi, Dorn, are the thickest thieves. They are. Peas in a pod, the strawberry and and the kiwi. Peanut butter and chocolate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Others receiving votes can be kiwi. And I'm going to go five, strawberry. Like, you don't have grapes in your top five? I love grapes. You ever in the summertime frozen grapes? Yes. Oh. Grapes are unbelievable, especially the cotton candy grapes. Yeah. What about watermelon? Is watermelon uh, considered a fruit? Yeah. Well, it is, but I'm not a Hold huge... up, hold up, yeah. hold up, hold up. What on God's green earth do you consider a watermelon if it's not a fruit? Well, it's not a vegetable. I don't know what you would consider a watermelon. What? It tastes like a fruit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Is cantaloupe a fruit? Yeah. It just tastes like watermelon. Oh. I don't know. He puts it in a category. <laughs> it's in his category. <laughs> Like, there's been the, the classic debate, tomato, is it a fruit, yeah. is it a vegetable? He said, what is watermelon? It comes out of left field. What, what is watermelon, really? Watermelon stands on its own. It has its own voice and opinion. You know what? I think we should do just a, a bizarre, obnoxious, the Friday before the Super Bowl top five list show today. Definitely. Let's throw a million top five let's lists Let's just scrap everything and let's just go. Well, I do want to get to the Super Bowl ticket prices okay. first. The average price of a Super Bowl ticket this year is $8,600. I got to say, everybody who's listening to the show is going to have varying degrees of disposable income. If, and this is the only way I can equate it, if West Virginia was ever, you know, not losing in 2007, if they were ever playing in a national championship, I would pay 8600 bucks to go watch them. Absolutely. It wouldn't matter where it was. Rose Bowl wouldn't matter. You put it on the moon. I'd pay that. 
My wife would divorce me, but I would pay that. My kids would desert me, but I would pay that. To watch that, you'd have to take out like a second mortgage. Would you Would you pay it for the Steelers? I know Bechtel said he would. I would, yes. For the Pirates, 1,000% too. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. The Pirates were in Game 7 of the World Series. Like, say it's PNC Park. I'm finding a way to be in the stadium. Wow. I would actually, I would actually agree with that above and beyond the other two. Yeah. Because no at doubt. least we've seen the Steelers win Super Bowls, whether you were there or not. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience were there for one or both of those. We've seen the Penguins win. We haven't seen the Pirates win. And we know what the crowd was like for the blackout. Imagine a crowd for a potential clinching World Series game. It would be the greatest game in Pittsburgh sports history. Yeah, well, they don't win championships no, at home. They, they don't. don't. The Penguins have won all five on the road. They don't win championships at home. The last home championship that was clinched in Pittsburgh was the 1960 World Series. The Pirates. Maz. Maz. Maz home run was the last one. Ron Cook's first column. The Penguins never won the Stanley Cup at home. Correct. The Steelers, obviously, don't play the Super Bowl in Pittsburgh. 79 World Series on the road. 71 World Series on the road, Baltimore. Yeah. You'd have to go. The thing that would help there is you don't have to pay for a hotel. Right. It's right here. It's just right here. Sleep in bed. You don't have to do anything else. Nice 20-minute drive mm-hmm. right P- to the city. Pick up a case of brew on the way, tailgate. That's the ultimate. To be there, to be at a game at home where they'd clinch. I was there. I was in the building for yeah. game, game five of the 2016 Stanley Cup final when the Penguins could have closed out San Jose, and that would have been a mob scene. The number of people outside watching on the screen. The number of people that were ready to just flip cars over and go berserk. Right down there, Fifth Ave, if they won at home, I wish it would have happened. Yeah, I would have loved to see that there. And I would have been out on the ice like Ron Cook. Oh, well. I don't think I would pay that much money. But did you see how the... You, you, were, you played in one. Right, I wouldn't pay that much money. Right, so you don't have to. Well, like, I don't think that, like, I had, like, if it were Pitt, maybe, yeah. I don't right. even know if that, like, if I if I wasn't working. Well, where is the line, I wonder, for people? And it's going to vary for each person at 412-928-9370. If your team is in it, would right. you pay 8600 bucks, Or is, where's the line? for? Is it 5K? Is it 4K? Is it 2K? Where's the line? So, like, you got to understand, too, it's not just about getting into the game, and especially, we have to say Super Bowl, because probably not going to be in Pittsburgh. And say, you know, okay, say it's in a different city. I mean, you have to pay hotel, you have to pay travel. Correct, yeah. Like, it's going to be, at the end of the day, over $20,000 trip. The airfare. Does the city where, so the Steelers won their first Super Bowl of our lifetimes in Detroit. And then they won in Tampa. I'd much rather go to Tampa, no offense, than Detroit. But the thing about Detroit is you could drive up and drive back. That's very true. And it's more about the team than anything else, I think. But I wonder, and you can weigh in again on the text line, 412-928-9370. I wonder if venue matters. I wonder if just the city matters. The Steelers played in Dallas and Fort Worth, and they had that bad ice storm. It was terrible. I wonder if that was a selling point. What would you be willing to pay to go see the Steelers or your favorite team win a championship? 412-928-9370. I mean, 8600 bucks is steep. I would have... My wife, I just say, hey, for the next decade and a half, don't buy me birthday gifts. Don't buy me Christmas gifts. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm going for 86. Did you see what the suites were at the Super Bowl? Well, that's why I asked about the, the venue and the location, because I think Vegas 
has a ton to do with this, right? Did you see what the price was? No. $2 million. That's absurd. Yeah. Now, that would be for a group, right? For a suite? I, I don't know. A suite would cost $2 million. Because Christian McCaffrey's mom was saying that she couldn't get a suite because she didn't have enough money and was like, kind of like, Christian, you got all the money. Pay, pay a suite for me. And his fiance, who's a big-time model, paid $2 million to, what? to get a suite. Yeah. How how about you just get the good for him with the model and the second income yeah. or maybe he's a second income running back? What? Yeah. Get her on the field right. for free. But you like you get tickets, so he probably gets like eleven tickets for like family. But it's not. It's like with the common folk, and I don't think that the McCaffreys wanted to sit with the common folk. When you were there at the Patriots, eleven season, twelve year, were you able to get tickets? Yes, nine, nine tickets. Yes. If you and I were friends back then, would I have gotten a ticket? Are we talking like it's got to be blood relative? Yeah. Yeah. Or people that you're sleeping with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I might have to make a choice there. (laughs) Yep. Looks like it. Looks like it. Coming up next, more pizza talk because there's, there's seven slices in here. You can hardly keep up. You're doing a live radio show. And I have to... I have to make a Super Bowl admission. Here comes more, Doran. Here's more pizza. Oh, Nicoletta boy. doing a wonderful job getting her steps in, delivering a million different slices of pizza today. I have an admission to make about the Super Bowl that makes me feel really bad about myself, but I bet I bet other people will admit that they're the same with this, Doran. We'll get to that coming up next. The fan hotline. Lee Sterling will join us on that at 9 o'clock. Is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing and HVAC Provider for over 50 years. Right now, it's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Look at all this pizza. Steelers have reportedly hired former Jets assistant Zach Azani as their new wide receivers coach. Also, Chargers assistant Tom Arth. He's the new quarterbacks coach, which was previously held by Mike Sullivan. Sullivan's future is currently up for grabs and up for debate as to what's going to happen there. Could still remain on the Steelers staff, but unsure what will happen at this moment. Pens at Wild tonight, 8 o'clock. Marc-Andre Fleury confirmed to start in net in what could be his final game against the Pens. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Here's Crowley. We've been talking all morning long. What do you need at a big game party? We talked a lot about pizza, wings, food. Well, there's one thing that's definitely going to be there, and that's beer. It's big game weekend, Austin Beck told, and you need beer. Hampton Beer Outlet is your big game beer headquarters with super savings this weekend. Super prices like these. Guinness, 24-pack cans, my favorite, $39.99. Natural Light, my second favorite, 30-pack cans, just $14.99. Stella, 18-pack bottles, $19.99. Blue Moon, 15-pack cans, $16.99. And I'll say this one again for effect, Natural Light 30-packs, again, just $14.99. It's a great place to go buy your beer it's clean. It's not a dark, disgusting, dingy beer distributor. It's a beer superstore. Get to Hampton Beer Outlet for super savings all weekend long. Hampton Beer Outlet. Drive a little, save a lot. Route 8 in Hampton. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Twitter's a great place to reach us. We love interacting with you on the social media. You can follow us at underscore Adam Crowley at score and door and brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. I was holding the door open for one of the pizza dudes walking through here and he goes, Crowley, good morning. I said, hey, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I also called Pat Septak Paul. Oh, no. And you know, my thing in the morning is, we'll see people in the hallway, you want to be friendly. I'm a friendly guy, I'm affable. People mm-hmm. love me. Mm-hmm. Paul, good morning. <laughs> Paul. It's Pat. 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 He didn't say anything. He probably hey, kept, Paul. kept rolling too. I've known him for two years. I know his name. I called him Paul and my, you know, paternity, paternity leave brain is what happened to me. We got Bechtold's breakdown coming up in the next segment, but here's my Super Bowl admission. That I, I bet more people are on this than just me. But I have the platform. I want to get this off my chest. I don't understand Roman numerals. Me neither. I do. Let's I, go! The only reason why I understand... Can't up, read them! ...up until, like, five or six is because of the Rocky movies. That's the only reason why. Because <laughs> how Rocky... The, the Rocky movies are no, Roman numerals, but I can get all the way until Rocky five, and I don't know <laughs> after that. That's it. Yep. V, IV... Three eyes and two eyes. I went to Catholic grade school, and I took Latin for like two years, which they say is important. I find it ridiculous, and I was bad at it. I I can't do it. I can't do it. 40 I know because you know the look of it, XL for the Steelers. 43 is easy, XL333. 45 doesn't make sense to me. I think they slap a V on the end. I don't know what that means, Mm -mm. but it, it all adds up to 45. You asked, what Super Bowl is it this morning? And I looked down. And I Googled it, and it pops up with the numeral. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I had to count. I had to count. I counted. You know, I had the same, same admission this week. Let's go. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, I know XXX was Super Bowl 30. XL 43. Right now, Super Bowl 58. Uh, you know, Super Bowl 50 was L? L. Super Bowl L. That's why they just made it Super Bowl 50 with the number 50. They don't want uh, Super Bowl L. Okay, uh. so while I don't understand the Roman numerals, that irritated the hell out of me. You can't all be numerals and then drop a regular two digits in there. Super Bowl L. But I guess 50 is like a, a nice point. That would that history. would be the point, I right. guess. But you could have done it at 40. could have yeah. done it at 30. Yeah. Steelers played 50. in 30. Played in 40. Didn't play in 50. I'm putting that up as a Twitter poll, too. 412-928-9370, the number. Do you understand Roman numerals? Should I do my top five list of things I don't understand? Maybe I'll work on that. Uh, uh, that would be a lot. I could do that, too. That would be a lot. This was one of those situations, though, where I was like, I don't know what Super Bowl it is. And I looked at the Roman numerals, and I was like, I'm going to stop here, and I'm not even going to invite myself into getting into trouble and saying it's one thing and it's not. So I'm just going to say it's the Super Bowl. That's how I operate. 
Twitter poll. Just done. Do you understand Roman numerals, yes or no? I, I, I wonder if that falls along generational lines. I don't know why it would, <laughs> but I'm wondering. Like, there's a certain point you start talking to people who just stopped knowing how to write in cursive. I wonder if there's a similar line there. Like, my dad got the left-handedness beat out of him by the nuns. I wonder if they beat out of him as well Roman numerals or if it's just a me being dumb thing and an us being dumb thing. When did cursive stop? Does, does Bechtel know how to write in cursive? Because that's, that's one thing that we did learn when we were young. Right. I was taught that, yes. Okay. I was also a Catholic grade school, though, so it might just be because of that. Uh, yeah, I do wonder if if your generation, right. public school, if that still happens. I bet you I they still it. do it in the Catholic school. I bet you not in the public school. Yeah. No. You only need it really for your signature. That's it. It also bothers me that they went with the uniform logos. Because they had all the different Roman numeral logos and different colors, and you see people wear those jackets. Then at a certain point, it stopped, and they get all stupid and uniform. Anyway, you can vote on that Twitter poll. Coming up next, Bechtold's Breakdown. This will be my first one. I am a Bechtold's Breakdown virgin, and I am very excited about this. Great. We'll get to that coming up next. I don't even know what it is. But first, oh, God, an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Pitt basketball currently 6-6 six and six in ACC play. Panthers with a big win earlier this week against NC State. Now three wins in a row for Pitt at 15-8 and eight overall. ACC right now only expected to get about three teams in the NCAA tournament, according to a lot of bracketologist experts. Pitt against Virginia Tuesday. Virginia Cavaliers on a seven-game winning streak, second in the conference at 9-3 and three overall. We'll have the coverage for you here on 93.7 The Fan. Here on Tuesday, and you can also listen to it on your Odyssey app. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis in Roeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. People are texting in saying that they have kids in like 7th and 8th grade and they're not teaching cursive anymore. Yep. So I, I would bet that the Roman numerals also not being taught. No. But 26% of people agree with us that they don't get Roman numerals on that Twitter poll. All right, I'm really excited about this. First of all, great tune. Want to toss it on over to Austin Bechtold for Bechtold's Breakdown. 50-minute mark on the fan. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Here we go, the Friday, February 9th edition of the Bechtold's Breakdown. So, yesterday was the farewell to Ron Cook and people that called into the show legends included Joe Namath Joe Green, Steve Blass, Billy Knight John Calipari, Terry Francona who's the most notable person or player that you've ever interviewed and who's your favorite? I would say I'm probably Ben honestly, Troy Troy was one of those guys you interviewed him? I did But I was so green, so new. It was one of his final years and was one of my first in the business. And I got up to him and I kind of got cold feet. And if you didn't have, he's a very nice man. If you didn't have a direction to go, he didn't want to waste time. Mm -hmm. Very smart guy, was always willing to have compelling conversations. The first time I talked to him, I wasn't providing much in that regard. But I would say Troy. You said a person or, or athlete? Could it be anybody? Could be anybody. So I I, I would had a love horror movies, and the guy's shirt that I'm wearing right now, uh, Tony Todd, who played Candyman, uh, loved it growing up. And it was Halloween day. I was doing a Saturday show here on The Fan, 
and he's a big football fan. And I asked him to come on on the on Halloween on the fan, and he came on. Tony Todd, the guy that played Candyman, and we talked about movies, we talked about horror movies, and we talked about Steelers, we talked about all kinds of things. That is my favorite interview. That is awesome. Yep. That is sweet. Yep, I still have it. My junior year at Waynesburg, I got to interview Lanny for Terry about baseball for a baseball documentary that we did. 17-minute documentary. So that was pretty cool to interview somebody who I've vitalized for a while. Tom Brady, he's set to replace Greg Olson on the number one crew with Kevin Burkhart on Fox. It'll be Jim Nance and Tony Romo calling the Super Bowl. First time calling games for Tom Brady. Doran, how long did it take for you to really get acclimated to broadcasting and really get comfortable? Same thing for you, Crowley. And what are we expecting from Brady? Should he come out of the gates firing? Should we expect something like how Tony Romo was just fantastic guessing plays his first year at CBS? So whenever I started here, I started doing just like regular shows, and I had no clue. I never even listened to the radio, so I had no idea how to like host shows. But throughout the time that I was hosting shows, and I was like, okay, like this is kind of cool doing part-time uh, the, the program manager at the time was like, hey, you should do pit pregame. So that's when I started pit pregame, and that's where I kind of sat back because it was my element. Yep. It was just talking about football. It took me about a year to get into it, maybe two years. But with Tom Brady, he's the best that has ever played the hardest position in sports. He's a quarterback, former quarterback, and he works his tail off. He will be an instant hit the first time he is on air. I got Fox. a quick take on that. I think he probably will be very good. Can we not shed tears for Greg Olson? Yes. Uh, listen. Fantastic. Oh No, listen. He's really good. Get the hell out the way. Give me Tom Brady. I want to hear Tom Brady break a game down. It's not like Greg Olson ain't going to land in, on his feet and have a, a job calling games. And he is excellent. I want to hear Tom Brady. Oh, God, Greg Olson. They're moving. No, no, no. I want to hear Tom freaking Brady. As for me getting comfortable, never have. <laughs> Still, to this day. Yep. Not ready. Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs, 49ers. Brace yourselves for this. A 30-second commercial for the Super Bowl is going for a whopping $7 million. If you want a one-minute commercial, it's 13 to $14 million. I didn't even believe this when I saw what? it. I didn't even believe it. I, I still don't believe it to this point in time. So, if you were in charge of running a Super Bowl commercial, what would it be about? What would you try to make your Super Bowl commercial about? Or is there a certain brand that you would like to see Super bring a Super Bowl commercial? Of like? course. Big game weekend and you need beer at Hampton Beer Outlet. <laughs> beer Outlet, yes. You think Ron would do Mr. Rooter? <laughs> I I personally would bring something back and like that was like nostalgic to people and make it in like a if I was doing like a, a drink product, I would bring back like uh, you know, Al Pacino in The Godfather or something and have like a scene that was a minute from like the Godfather, but he's like that now and have all the people from it so people can get that little instant taste of, wow, wow, look, they're back. Like they're like, like the Home Alone, whenever Joe Pesci and yes. Macaulay Culkin was jumping on the, the was bed great. where he's older, something of that nature to then, and at the end, just flash my product. I think the ones that always get me, Budweiser and the Clydesdales, like that's one that, that stands the test of time. I'd love to ride one of those horses. I'd get bucked off, I'm sure. You ever ride a horse, Doran? Yes. Yeah, I did once. Hurt my groin. I'd love to see Joe Green. Something like that. That type of commercial. Once again, just yeah. return in like a legacy type of Super Bowl. Well, ad. so they did it with Troy. Yes. They better not do that with Miles Garrett. That's all I'm saying. You can if they do if they do the mean Joe with Miles Garrett, we boycott the Super Bowl. 
the Dor- whole town. Doran, it's our favorite part of the breakdowns, the one where we break down a specific year and why is it relevant. Mm-hmm. Ron Cook, he was in sports media for 46 years, roughly about 46 years. Was at the Post-Gazette for so long. So 46 years ago from now was 1978. Doran, what happened in 1978? Well, I'm glad you asked. The Steelers <laughs> won their third Super Bowl during the 1978 season. How about this? Dave Parker was named National League MVP for the Pirates. The U.S. Senate proceedings were broadcast on the radio for the first time. Congratulations to radio on their success with the Senate. <laughs> How about Leon Spinks beat Muhammad Ali in a 15-round fight to win the heavyweight crown? The Pirates won 88 games, but they did not make the playoffs. No wild cards going on in the 1970s. Many remember the blizzard of 98. What about the blizzard of 1978? Pittsburgh got 27 inches of snow from January 25th to the 26th. One of our favorites. The top five songs from 1978, Shallow Dancing by Andy Gibb, Night Fever by the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees make the list twice. <laughs> you Light Up My Life by Debbie Bone. Staying Alive. Ah, 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 Staying Alive. The Bee Gees fourth and Kiss You All Over by Exile. Doran, you were negative 10. Crowley was negative 13 and I was negative 23 back in 1978 when Ron Cook started his career. Wow. Look at that. I love this. Love it. Also, the movie Halloween. Came out. In 78? Yes. Bechtel? That is great. That's great Good stuff, job. man. Great job again. You're just, you're just, really, it's every every week it's getting better and better. I love and better. the breakdowns. It's, it is it's so been good. great so Good far. job. Bechtel's going to come back with another little treat to Let's quote go. Joe Starkey coming up at about 845. Little trivia. Little trivia action coming your way. That's right. Regular type trivia and like Super Bowl trivia also factored in with the Steelers. I am titillated. Up next, a Super Bowl hero with a scathing review of the current state of the Pittsburgh Steelers, plus a Super Bowl adversary with some big old sour grapes. That's on the way. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 60 today, low of 43. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 